let's talk summer camp because the twins are at summer camp this week. They are having a fantastic time. I am appalled that I am not a chaperone because they are going to Global Wildlife in Hammond, which is this awesome place that has giraffes and zebras and cows and camels. Uh, They are doing a swamp tour. They are going to an incredible zoo and then they're going to another zoo. It's absolutely my childhood dream and the girls are loving it and in between all of those things they're doing arts and crafts they're playing dodgeball it's magical i start by telling you this because i think it's incredibly important for us as parents to really tap into that inner child of ours i have recently learned as in this summer how to really listen to what my inner child is telling me because really the only thing that that means is like i have this feeling inside of me that tells me to create. It tells me to believe in something just because you can't see it. It's that childlike fantasy of Sasquatch and aliens and all of these really crazy things that are just fun to believe in it. And I have recently been reminded that who cares whether it's real or whether it isn't real? Isn't the magic in just believing in it because it's fun to? just like you did when you were a child. So once I've embraced this concept of believe in it because you can, not because it is, it has completely flooded my mind with all of these creative outlets and motivation and silly seeking ideas to do for myself and with the twins. And I cannot wait to bring this concept to the classroom. I am getting down on their level when applicable, and I am really getting funky and groovy with all of these creative tools. I just want to share with you kind of some adventures I've been taking within my own cosmic mind to really get me on this level of what's it like to be a kid like what is Hannah's inner child telling her what inspires me to want to go and create a phenomenal new tortoise enclosure what inspires me to want to grow sunflowers in the garden where I never once did what inspires me to want to build this plant hanger out of macrame cord what inspires me to do whatever it is that feeds my soul because the product is not the goal hashtag it's the process not the product So thank you all for joining me in this episode titled, Train or Submarine? It doesn't really matter. Let's start this episode by me describing what little Hannah's mind was like whenever I was a child. This is something that I would have thought up in a dream. This is something that I could imagine. I just want to kind of really give you a diagram of the beyond within my brain to put this in perspective, okay? So let's pretend there's a door and this door leads to all of my childlike fantasies. It's decorated with royal purple and gold shimmer dotted along the edges of this door. In the center where these two doors meet is a giant circle embossed with animals. The doorknobs are shaped like elephant ears. So we grab the elephant ears and we pull the doors open towards us. And when we open these doors, What you see is like Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium meets Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. So we're going to open these doors, handling these magical elephant ear doorknobs, and we swing it open and we see this wonderland. And we're going to step in and we're going to start walking down a path. So first to our left and to our right are wildflowers and sunflowers everywhere. And we're walking down this cobblestone path that's going through these wildflowers. And we're just taking our hands and we're just running it along the stems of the flowers. And when we do, it's the most beautiful wind chime noise you've ever heard. 
So we're raking our hands through the sunflowers as we're walking down this path. And at the end of the path, there's a train to your right and there's a submarine to your left. If you take the train to your right, you're gonna be served cheesecake flavored cotton candy of all different colors, no red 40 included. And if you take the submarine to your left, you're gonna be served endless bubblegum flavored ice cream. Either way, whether you take the train or whether you take the submarine, you end up at the same place. So if we go down the route of the submarine, we're gonna take a deep dive in exploring the oceans and all of the sea creatures that had ever once lived, even Megalodon. And if we take the train, we're gonna go through all of these beautiful mountainous caves. And where it leads is a safari. So we jump off either the train or the submarine, whichever it is, and now we're hopping into this zebra-striped Jeep to go on a safari where we see all of the animals. We see the lions, we see the elephants, we see the antelope, we see zebras, wildebeest. I mean, it's like the Lion King. And we end up stopping at the waterhole. We step out of our zebra Jeep and we're overlooking this waterhole and we're seeing all of these warthogs and all of these animals and we notice that there's hippos in the waterhole themselves. And what we start to notice is that these hippos are starting to form a line. And you quickly get the notion that these hippos are creating stepping stones for you. And you take these stepping stones of hippos all the way to the edge of the earth. At the edge of the earth, there's this huge ship. And no, there's no water around you. So you climb into the ship and you press the large blinking blue button at the front. As soon as the button is pressed, a hatch closes over the top of your ship and into space you fly. We decide we first want to visit the gas giants and we deep dive into their atmosphere and discover Saturn's rings are made of singing frogs and Jupiter's big red spot is nothing but singing ladybugs. After our journey around the solar system is complete, no, we don't take any frogs home, we leave them in their natural habitat and the ladybugs stay in place. We take either the train or the submarine, it doesn't matter because it takes us to the same spot. We pass through the path of wildflowers and we gently close the door behind us. And if we listen closely enough, as the door closes quietly, we hear a whisper of love, joy, and happiness. It seems that our childlike minds get robbed of us. And I also believe that we're not specifically told that it's okay to believe or think in a way that a child does because I, I think the common world now doesn't believe in productivity with a childlike mind. And I would argue, I would argue and say that it is the exact opposite. Um, there is very, very creative thought that comes from a childlike mind. And these creative thoughts build ingenious products, things that couldn't have been thought of otherwise. I mean, a child's mind is so expansive. I mean, there's very few limitations on a child's mind. But whenever you jump into an adult mind, those limitations seem to be like brick walls that are very difficult to penetrate. And these brick walls are put up by not only ourselves, but our trauma, our society, and other factors. There's other factors that go into building these walls that limit our creativity, therefore our productivity. But some way, somehow, I believe that once we can really tap into what that inner child is really telling us, it's like an inner child's knocking on my door saying, come with me. Like, I want to remind you. I want to show you. And I can't always answer that door because there are times when you just can't answer the door. But there are other times 
very opportunistic times where you absolutely can't answer the door. And I just took one of these opportunities recently and I spiritually and emotionally opened the door to this inner childlike voice inside of me that was like, hey, let's go look for Bigfoot. (laughs) And I didn't go look for Bigfoot, you know, in that very moment, but I was like, yeah, like, why can't we look for Bigfoot? Even if we're just sitting here on the back porch, like, isn't it fun just to think of what could be out there? Like, isn't it fun just to not know if it exists, but choose to believe it because it makes this moment so much more fun. And in doing that, it opens up a different part of our mind that spreads into other areas of our life. The other day I went for a run and as I was running, the wind was blowing and I was looking for Bigfoot. Okay. Yeah, I did it. I can say it. And, um, while I'm looking for Bigfoot, you know, I see that the trees are swaying and it almost looked as if the trees were waving at me. And I was like, that's a thought. Like, isn't that so cool that it seems like nature is so interactive? Like once I open my mind, I see trees waving at me, like, and that's how it feels. And it just tickled me. It just made me giggle. And who cares if they're waving at me or not? It doesn't matter because the product of that thought was a giggle inside of me. And the giggle inside of me brought joy and it brought happiness and peace. And isn't that what everybody wants? Isn't that a good way to attain it? I mean, it's already there. The birds are already there. The birds are coming on the wire and they're watching me run. And they're almost like rooting me on to keep going. And these are all thoughts in my head. But when I was done with that run... I just felt on top of the world. I felt like anything is possible. Something is magical. And so I just didn't want to stop. And so then I went and I got the ball and I took all four dogs out to the backyard and we threw the ball and they chased it. And I ran and it was just, it invited me to remember what it was like to just be free and just do what I want in that moment and believe in whatever it is that's bringing me that peace and that joy, that honest, genuine peace and joy. So I'm going to tell you kind of an embarrassing story recently um, with the twins. I had come in from outside doing something one day and I looked on the dining table and there were these little bitty teeny tiny pieces of just paper, just ridiculous paper that shouldn't have been there. I call the twins in and I'm like, what is this? And they just look at me and I, before they could even answer, I cut them off and I say that this is unacceptable. Do not leave messes for me to clean up. If you make a mess, you clean it up. Do not leave it for mommy to pick up because that is not, that is not kind. And so I'm going on and on on this rant about, about how they left this mess for me and I'm the victim and how dare you five-year-old make a mess and, and leave it for me to clean up because I mean, it was so, when I think back on it, it's so unrealistic. It's so ridiculous. It is such a ridiculous thought because if I tap into the five-year-old mind in my head, I would never leave a mess for my mom to clean up. No, it just was a mess because you had an end goal and the end goal was to cut the little piece of paper. And now you've got the nose to the donkey that you drew on the paper next door. Like there was a reason it wasn't a purposeful displacement of responsibility, which my adult mind couldn't see it any different in that moment and so of course I'm going on and on and yes this is embarrassing to tell but I do have these moments these happen all the time these moments where I just can't seem to like get out of that ridiculous headspace of I'm the victim because my children left this mess I know I'm working on it anyways so I'm ranting on and then one of the twins stops me and she states mom mom and she slaps her her hand perpendicular to her other hand, and she just does it over. She says, we are just kids. So if you can imagine this, she is looking me in the face, 
and she's not being mean. She is making a statement, a statement about how she feels. And she says, mom, we are just kids. And I step back and I feel the wave of that statement hit me. It just was like a, like a tsunami coming my way. And I was like, you're right. And she was absolutely right. She was so right in that moment and she put me in my place and I deserved it because she's right. This five-year-old has so much insight to acknowledge what she is and what she isn't. She knows she's not an adult. She knows she's a kid. She knows that she made that mess, but she also knows that her mom is being ridiculous about the mess because she would never just leave that there. And surely enough, that's exactly what had happened. They didn't leave that mess there for me. They explained it unnecessarily. They didn't need to at this point because I felt bad enough. And they go on and on about their project that they were doing. And I just, in that moment, I apologized and I looked at them and I was like, I'm so sorry. Mommy's grumpy sometimes. I am going to work on this. Thank you for reminding me. Thank you for helping me understand something that I couldn't understand without you interjecting. I love you and you're appreciated. There's so many moments, whether it's in school teaching or it's just at home being with the kids, that I experience the nagging feeling of always having to be productive and it's not necessarily fun. In those moments, I do remind myself that it is the process, not the product. And sometimes, a lot of times, there's wiggle room to tap into that childlike mind to make whatever task more fun and more available for me to accept just by tweaking my perspective on it. And I make the rewards different for myself. You know, a lot of times like, yeah, sometimes we have to fold the laundry and folding the laundry is not fun. And even more not fun is putting it away. But once we do that, we can go sit outside and we can watch the birds eat from the feeder that you just filled. Like there's these tiny rewards or we can go do something creative. We can go mess with your jewelry making stuff or we can play a new game that we've never played before or we can teach the kids how to play a new game there's just different ways to tap into a reward system for yourself that is more childlike and it just makes life more fun and it makes you enjoy the process not the product and it allows you to be present and not on autopilot and I think in especially American society we're definitely geared to go on autopilot we wake up we go to work We come home, we cook dinner, we bathe the kids, they go to bed. And by God, that sounds so boring and I just don't like doing it and I'll find myself in a grump space where I'm not happy if I fall into this autopilot mode. And so I'm choosing not to fall into the autopilot mode, but instead I'm going to go sit on my back porch and I'm going to go look for Sasquatch. That's what I want to do because that sounds a lot more fun to me, (laughs) crazy or not. I'm excited to bring this new creative inner child platform into the classroom and really um, get on their level because by being on their level, I can understand certain situations a lot better. Just like with the paper on the table, I can't wait to see what opens up. I can't wait to listen to their creative stories and I'm just very excited about this and I can't wait to give you an update on it and hopefully I'll have some really great experiences to share Um, on behalf of the children and and what they're doing with my new creative um, inner voice platform that is rooted in things magical and submarines and hippopotamuses and frogs on Saturn.
because that's really what I want to bring it from. Not because it's real, but because if it were, how amazing and fun is that to think about? That is way more fun to think about than to think about the 10 hour workday I have ahead of me the next day. That's not fun to think about. It's unnecessary to even think about it. No, right here and right now, we can imagine ladybugs on Jupiter. That's what we can do and we're gonna do it. And that just creates this availability for me to accept what once didn't really seem acceptable. It allows me to acknowledge things that I kind of didn't really want to acknowledge. And I'm able to see the beauty even during that 10 hour shift, even during the things that I don't really want to be doing. I can still see these slivers of like silliness and I can take it for what it's worth and know that the universe and something bigger than me is just kind of giving me a little bump along. Like it's just like, here's a little pick me up. Like, yeah, we have to do things we don't want to do sometimes, but we can make it fun along the way. And so that's what we're doing with the twins. And hopefully we'll do that with the Orangutan Academy when we start school back. I hope this wasn't too out there in the stars for you. <laughs> Trained or submarine. I'm not really sure which one you're going to take, but it doesn't matter because they both end up in the same conclusion, which is a safari on to Saturn later. Um, whatever your train or your submarine takes you, wherever that is, I hope it's filled with creativity and ability to think outside the box and really bring those ways of thinking back to reality to create the unthinkable that is 100% possible. And teaching your children to do the same thing because we lead by example and they're watching us, always watching us. So thanks everybody. Thanks for listening. This is the Orangutan Academy.